Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Chelsea Spot podcast. It's our very first one in 2023 and we are we are very happy to be back. Sorry it's been a bit of a while and I know a lot has gone on um, in the last few weeks. We didn't even cover like both the City results. Our last one was the Bournemouth review. However, um, we've been busy and a lot has gone on, meaning we can talk about a lot of things in this episode. Um, if you've come from Instagram, if you've come from twitter or you just know about um know about us at the chelsea spot podcast um we did talk about in the last few days on our social media but this episode is definitely going to be academy slash lone army focused there will be some first team stuff later on um but it will be pretty much about the transfer window um a few things we've heard um and i'll i'll, I'll make it clear now if I'm, I will quite clearly say we understand that, followed by whatever I'm about to say. So if you are going to quote us from the podcast, please only use that part because the rest of that is going to be probably my opinion. And also Scott, who I'm delighted to be joined by from Football London. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad at all. Thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Um, you texted me. You've sort of got a piece coming out soon. Do you want to tell us a little bit what that's about, what people can go over there to read about? Yeah, I guess just um, as the transfer window is moving so quickly, we had that uh, big Madrid deal over the weekend. Just what Chelsea can expect to do next, what other conversations kind of going on and probably covering a few of the things we're going to talk about today in terms of Hull and uh, those guys as well as Bergstrom and a few of the other things that are in the pipeline. Wonderful. So yeah, definitely go and check that out um, after you've had a listen to this podcast. It is Orlando's birthday today as well, so go and wish him a happy birthday if you're listening. Um, but but let's get straight into it. The first sort of information we have for you is we understand that Ben Elliott is up for sale this January if the right fee comes in. Um, I'm not sure if his injury changes that which he picked up in the last game. He dislocated his shoulder, but he said the physio popped it straight back in pretty much straight away. So it's actually not as bad as first feared. Um, But it does look like the club have made it clear that if a good fee comes in, and they've emphasised only if a good fee comes in because he is rated really highly by the club, um, and it's all really respectful between all parties with Ben Elliott, um, they'll be happy to move him on and... Um, yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts on it being a slight shame, but it's probably uh, a move which could suit all parties with Ben moving on. Yeah, I think so. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm sure you on the podcast and kind of Chelsea Twitter has talked a lot about his sort of journey and his injury issues that have been there in the past that perhaps slowed him down. And then this season and a little bit last season, he's really starting to look like he can produce on a consistent basis and produce some really good performances and it's really exciting to see but I think he's 20 now and he's kind of that profile where usually with the the 21s football they're either out on loan for Chelsea or starting to make that step to the next stage and like you say perhaps that's just a time where it makes sense for everybody if the right deal comes in because like you said he is highly rated and is a good player that it would be good for him to start getting senior level football um, rather than kind of been stuck in that youth system, which obviously can happen to so many players. Yeah, exactly. Um, Ben's been, you know, one of our one of our best players in the 21s this season and he scored goals because he looks physically so much bigger than before. He's winning tackles and, you know, 
if you haven't read about the story of Ben, I'd certainly go and recommend doing so. I know Daily Mail, we talked about on this podcast actually last time with Scott, but um, they, they released a really nice article on his story and sort of what he's gone through in the last five, six years. So go and read that if you want to know more about him. But, you know, this is a player who was playing with Jamal Musiala back in the 14s and shining on the same level. Um, so he's certainly got the talent and... You know, I wouldn't even, you know, I wouldn't put a loan move past it, but I'm just going to, well, yeah, what we've heard is that if, if a right fee comes in, he, he, he will probably move on. Um, possible destinations for him, I'm not too sure. We do understand that Huddersfield and Chelsea have been talking together in the quite a lot in the last few weeks. They, well, the first thing they did, they were like, can we um, potentially have a Tino Andrew in replacement? Because obviously Tino's gone there. Um, he unfortunately picked up and another injury which is really devastating it was a there was a ligament in his ankle injury he had to have surgery and you would have seen maybe seen him in the in the video of the announcement of Badia Shidi where he's doing some gym work in the background and people are like who actually is that um that is Tino Andron who's unfortunately doing recovery I spoke to them and he's in high he's in a good mood which is good because he's had a really tough years with injuries and it must be really demoralizing but it's nice to see that his recovery is going well um but yeah i, I think Huddersfield town could be a destination for ben it's not something i know but it would make sense with kit elliot i think his younger brother being there previously um and he he's sort of in that similar sort of mold to tino in the fact that he's an eight or a ten ben can play in the six as well and actually similar sort of style um but but yeah we also know that Huddersfield are interested in potentially bringing Bashir Humphreys in on loan um they're a club that has been looking at him to get a center back and you know Levi Colburn went there I'm not saying Bashir Humphreys is as good as Levi but a center back from Colburn who's very good on the ball I think he could do all right there um so yeah, and the advantage I guess of the championship is you can have like three players on loan who we will definitely come on to later. I'm talking about with Hull City, but um, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if you could give any thoughts on Bashir and Ben potentially moving to Huddersfield. The Ben one is completely made up of putting two in together, and the Bashir is yeah, there is interest. Yeah, yeah, I think obviously that there is a relationship there between Huddersfield and, and Chelsea, and um, just kind of touching on Andrew, and I think the. Uh, his name escapes me now, but the Huddersfield manager has sp- spoken so highly of him in the last sort of six months or so. Mm. He's always talking about being like a elite level creator in the championship and that kind of thing. So I guess their enthusiasm to, to play young players if they are good enough is a really positive in terms of whether Elliot or Humphreys do end up going there. They, they've never been afraid to, to start the young players like with Colwell last season and obviously even with Chalaba there years before as well. It's it's something then they're not uh, frightened to do. So I think it'd be really positive. I think the only thing, uh, as we've seen at Hull with the likes of Vale and Simons, is, is ensuring that playing time comes once you get there, um, particularly for those first loans or first big moves in, uh, in senior football. I think that's always got to be consideration. But if they're good enough, I think it would be really good. And I think they seem to be really kicking on uh, after a slower start to the season as well. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, yeah, that's something to keep an eye on um, regarding them too. Um, but, yeah, so so the next player we're going to talk about is is Mason Burstow. He has a load of clubs um, and sort of the EFL interested in him. We understand that Charlton, which is very interesting, and Oxford United 
where the former Chelsea Academy player Lewis Bate is actually on loan. Um, we understand that both of them are sort of leading the chase for Mason and he, I'm like 99.99% sure he's going to go out on loan in the next six months. Um, but yeah, any any thoughts well, thoughts on a potential return to Charlton? Because that, that is interesting, isn't it? He sort of moved from Charlton, came to our 23s and he could be back playing there. Yeah, it it almost makes the twenty threes feel like the loan move in a sense, wouldn't it? Given the the time we spent there, but um, yeah, I think with with Bursto, he's shown that he has a lot of quality, and I think even when he doesn't score a goal, he he does just look like he he has something about him. Um, Charlton, I think, is an interesting one. They just signed or re-signed Macaulay Bond, who's obviously a forward, um, so there'd be some competition there. Uh, but obviously. He'll be familiar with the surroundings, so it gives you that opportunity, particularly with it being January rather than kind of like July, August time for the loan to hopefully kick on quickly and kind of hopefully play a lot of a lot of football. Um, going elsewhere, perhaps there's a bit more of a, a risk of how long it takes to settle into the group, how long it takes to kind of become familiar with the surroundings. Obviously, if it was Oxford, it would require moving elsewhere, um, where it's, you could probably live where he's living now if, if it was Charlton. Um, so initially when I started that, I did think I was probably going to be more pro a move that wasn't Charlton just to kind of get another experience and get more learning curves. But perhaps that sort of been able to hit the ground running would would be more beneficial for him. Because um, again, senior football, it, it would just be great to get a run in the senior team. I think when he went back there last January, he obviously was in the team uh, on occasion, but a bit more of a rotation option, I think, rather than kind of solidified in that first team and if, if he could kind of show that development a year on that'd be really promising um and yeah I, I just think he's obviously somebody Chelsea brought in last year who was highly regarded they, they, they looked at him before the Charlton move as well and going out for six months and being able to you know go and score some goals and elevate his statue would be a really promising thing for him um I think it just is that hang up if, if it is a return to kind of more home surrounding with the Charlton's. That's obviously where he grew a little bit. Is it the right kind of one for the wider development? I don't know, but in terms of playing, it could be a really positive outlook. And as I said before, just being able to hit the ground running rather than wasting time getting used to the surroundings. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Mason has had a pretty decent season, to be fair, for the 23s. Um, we sort of struggled up front in the last two years, um, but he sort of scored goals when needed. He's, he was scored a lovely chip um, on Friday against Wolves. Um, if you haven't seen the highlights, go and check that out. Um, but yeah, it, it's his overall play has improved. He seems like a really good character. He runs in behind. He's, he attempts with the hold-up play. Um, so yeah, I think I think you know if he was doing it at however old he was, 17, 18, 19, whatever, at Charlton and sort of impressing in League One football. Um, he's had a season of, you know, well, six, eight months, whatever, of training with Chelsea's academy, um, with top players around him. And also he's trained with Chelsea's first team as well. It would be really nice to see uh, what Charlton fans think of him compared to then, because I spoke to a few Charlton fans before his move and they're like, until the rumours of Chelsea um, came about, he was playing really well. And then, I think naturally your head gets turned a little bit if Chelsea are coming into you and um, it was slightly different after he wasn't scoring as many goals. But I think if he knew he was at Chelsea back on loan, back at his home club, um, I think that would really help him. And um, yeah, I'm certainly interested to see if Charlton do go ahead with pushing for him. So that's one to keep an eye on. Um, 
So yeah, another another striker we I think we should talk about is Jujun Zubel. Um, according to the Athletic, he is set to leave permanently um, this month, and his contract is running out in the summer. But he is going to leave this month. I I do believe the rumours to City are a bit premature. I'm not doubting that they don't have interest in him because he is a top player and he's rated very highly across England and the country and even Europe. But I do I don't think anything is close in that sense, and I'm I'm not sure to be honest where he could be heading off to. He could he could end up at City. Don't get me wrong, but I think to think anything is close between City and Jude is is a bit premature. Um, but, but yeah, we, we I guess you yourself and most people haven't really managed to watch Jude too much in the last sort of 12, 18 months, and no doubt he is a player who on this podcast we have praised massively when he was sort of sixteen, seventeen, but. There's also no doubt that he's struggled a lot. And there's a load of reasons which I think we will discuss another day. Um, but, yeah, I want to get your thoughts on sort of it's probably best for him if he just gets a fresh start somewhere else. And then also what it could mean for, for Malik Mothersill and the the boy with the new contract, Ronnie Stutter, um, potentially moving up to the under-21s. Yeah, I, th- I think as you kind of noted there, kind of, my time following the, the kind of youth teams at Chelsea probably hasn't been the best time for Sims at Bell um, and appreciating his talents. Um, I think even at the start of this season, it was almost like forgettable that he was even involved in the group for a while. Um, he had struggled to kind of find his way in. Uh, I think he played a couple of the European games with the under-19s and actually looked really kind of special in flashes there in terms of being able to like hold the ball and I think it was a, might have been, even been against Milan. He just looked like he could take players on for fun um, when he wanted to, but kind of sustaining that over the course of a whole game was perhaps a little bit more difficult. And I say, given that position he's in, given the talent coming through and the likes of Mothersill and things like that, it, it does just feel like he perhaps needs a reset. He's obviously still very young. Um, and I think we even spoke about when those Man City uh, kind of rumours first emerged, as it just probably feels like a good time for him to go out and find a new place to, to really try and kick on. Um, I think Mother Sill is obviously one of the kind of prime benefactors that he's kind of having a more sustained role um, with the older guys as this season's gone on and seems to be really kind of thriving off it as well. He's um, seems to do well every time he comes on and that's really exciting to see. And obviously Stutter as well has then got the chance. Um, and I think that's the the kind of difficult thing and probably comes in when we talk about Elliot earlier on. While this is a massive development phase for everybody, given the quality of Chelsea's academy, particularly with now uh, Chelsea signing lots of players, it is going to have that conveyor belt effect in terms of when your opportunity arises, you have to take it. And if if that opportunity kind of comes by, you then perhaps are looked at as somebody who needs to go out on loan or leave on a permanent. And that's always been the case at Chelsea, I think. It's it is such a good quality, uh, quality academy um, because of the quality of players that are always coming through. And that is only going to kind of continue to increase with the talent that's brought in on transfers. And, you know, they're still going to look to kind of widen that net in the younger age groups. And, you know, Vision 2030 is about finding the best from across football. Um, and that is going to be within the country as well as outside of it, given the Brexit rules. And, we're probably going to see a lot more instances like Sinsup Bell, those players who don't quite find their feet immediately. Um, 
and we should remember he is young these things do happen in, in development as well but there's just so much competition particularly at Chelsea that these decisions are going to come and you know it provides an environment where perhaps the likes of a mother silk can come in and thrive if Burstow leaves and there'll be there'll be new stars kind of emerging as quickly as some as some fade and perhaps find a future elsewhere yeah I, exactly that I mean I mean, Mother, Mother Sill, unfortunately, you know, he's too old for the under 18, so he hasn't had too many opportunities, as you said. But like when he has, he's looked really good, um, whether that's in the UEFA Youth League. And um, I was at the Leighton Orient away game in the EFL Trophy, and him and Amari Hutchison were just outstanding. Um, so I think he really deserves a shot. And he's sort of got a really nice profile. He's huge. Well, not huge, like Louis Flower huge, but he's tall. And he is rapid. And he is so technical. I was at the Wolves game on Friday and he just went past three players and did a one-two with Dylan Williams, who flicked it behind. And I was just I was just in awe as well. I was watching. Um, so I'm, I'm really hoping we can see more of him in the next six months because I think he's always had the talent and... There was actually, I think it was The Athletic who sort of um, said that he had sort of in the last few months really worked on personal training and things like that. And you can massively see his improvement um, in the way he plays and sort of taking football more seriously and things like that. So it's really nice to see him to see him um, playing some good football. And yeah, I mean, Jay Wareham, I know Carefree Youth pretty much tweeted it, but his his move to Wimbledon alone has collapsed. Um, and yeah, I still suspect him to go out on loan somewhere else. I'm staying, Jude definitely should leave. Um, but I still think Jude should leave either way. And I'm assuming Jay will probably get another league one loan. His um, his move, who actually was in that, started in that Leighton Orient game against us, um, it didn't really work out. It's not like their strikers were doing incredibly, but they're top of the league, so they're sort of sticking with what they've got and what they know. And that that's completely understandable as much as it is a shame um, for Jay. So, yeah, that sort of strikers and sort of the current players could head out. Um, we talked about what Ben, Bashir, and Mason Burstow, Judy's at Bell. We'll talk about a few others. I know a lot more want about Charlie Webster um, later on. But um, we should talk about the three lone boys at Hull City. We we mentioned it before, and we'll start off with with um, Nathan Baxter in goal. Um, it looks like I can't confirm this, but I'm ninety seven percent sure he has been recalled, and if not, he's set to be recalled. Um, which to me slightly surprises me because. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't. So it's currently he's suffering with an injury, and he's back doing recovery at Cobham anyway. Um, but he was a player who played for them last season. He went back online this season, and he didn't really break into the team as you would have expected him to. Um, and especially since they had an option to buy at the end of the season, I really thought they would have activated it because he's no doubt one of the best keepers in the championship. Probably will become one to be a Premier League keeper. And I thought it would have been a really nice keep for them, but they've decided not to activate that that clause, and I think that's a big reason for um, Nathan wanting to come back. Um, but yeah, I wanted to get your thoughts on on Hull not activating the clause, but then also, you know, what happens for him next, and is there a potential future at Chelsea for him? Yeah, well, I think a lot of people were disappointed when they saw that whole clause last season. Uh, well, at the end of last season, coming into this season with 
because it was just expected that that would be activated and the deal would be done um, because of how good a season he did have last year. Um, I think he's one of those players his contract-wise doesn't have the longest left on his Chelsea deal, so perhaps there's something to look into there. But I th- those performances last year and the way he developed, I think, from all the way down at walking up into the championship, um, coming into age, he, he was starting to look like a really good option for Chelsea. And I think what this sort of timing might lead to is I think Marcus Bettinelli is um, out of contract this summer, I think. So does he then come into that kind of third option? I think last summer there, there was that kind of thought process a little bit, but Baxter, after kind of starting in the championship, doesn't want to just sit on the bench, which I think is fairly understandable this season with injuries and obviously competing with Matt Ingram, who's not a bad keeper at all in his own right. That progress has perhaps slowed a little bit and maybe he thinks about things again and sees this as an opportunity to really challenge at Chelsea. But given what he did last season, I think there's probably going to be a lot of people who would be willing to take a risk and perhaps you know, sign him on a permanent, not just not just a loan deal, um, and could probably offer him more minutes than what Chelsea are likely to. Um, it will be interesting for Chelsea this summer, though. I think they are going to look at goalkeepers. Um, both Kepper and Mendy have shown some vulnerabilities this season, I think, despite some really good form from Kepper early in the year. And, you know, we, we heard about that contract kind of, extension uh, being talked about for Mendy at the start of the year and that obviously hasn't came off at all yet and I think there's a bit of a discrepancy in what the pay uh, they were looking at for that um, so if, if one of those guys leaves obviously Slanina's at the club now as well there's no shortage of competition there but does it does he kind of filter his way up into being a second choice goalkeeper for a little bit if Chelsea can't find the right goalkeeper to sign in the summer there's options there but I think for the minute, I guess it's about him recovering from injury and then trying to find some, some minutes to play. Um, I, I, mean, I don't know how severe the uh, injury is in terms of his recovery at the moment and whether something else could happen in these next two weeks. But, you know, this, this summer again will be pivotal for him and kind of decide how his career uh, trajectory goes and whether he wants to find first team football immediately or, you know, give it a go at Chelsea. Yeah, I think what he needs to do is find out if Chelsea do have a proper plan for him. If not, then it may just be best to find a club who's going to trust him permanently, who's going to start him week in, week out, because as we'll come on to talking about Vale and Simmons, um, it's much easier to sort of start playing your players when they're on a permanent basis rather than on loan. Um, And that's how the politics of football unfortunately works. Um, Orlando has said, well, he's said two years ago, guessing he's still got the same same opinion. He thinks Baxter will be England's number one keeper one day. So keep an eye on that one and you can hold that against him if it doesn't work out. Um, but yeah, um, the other whole city, one of them at least, was Harvey Vale. Um, he was actually, well, this is this recall has been coming for weeks. It was meant to happen on the 4th of, no, sorry, 5th and 6th of January. But he was pretty much told we want to start you against Fulham in the FA Cup so none of our players get injured. That's sort of the vibe we got. Um, and that sort of sums up his last four or five months at the club. Um, he was at the game on Friday at the, watching the... ...been announced by the clubs, but 
he has 100% been a huge Instagram story. As worked out his loan for a load of reasons, but I don't really want that to forget that he was our Academy Player of the Year, captain of the England under-19s um, winning team at the Euros, literally last summer, the team which included Chukwameka um, and Bashir Humphreys, for example. Um, so I hope people don't forget the talent um, and despite you know, despite the feeling that he's been properly hard done by, um, I think there are positives taken definitely by his camp, and which can be taken by anyone who goes online. I've always said this. I said this exact same thing with Ethan Ampadu. It will develop him mentally. He's going to really want to fight now and to get some game time. And he's sort of he's trained still at a good level for six months, and he's got what 130 minutes, I think, of football, something like that. So it's nowhere near enough. He's much better than that. Um, but it, it will come. So, I mean, yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts on the move and sort of what's next for him because as sort of explained on Twitter a lot, he cannot really go on loan again because he played for the EFL. He played in the EFL trophy for Chelsea against Saturday United. He came on the 30 minutes to go. I remember he didn't really do much, but he didn't He didn't have much, think many things to do, to be honest. He didn't get the ball that much and Cassidy was sort of bombing that game until he got that red card. Um but yeah, we understand that he'll be in under 21s training for this week, and then they'll have discussions with the club in terms of what's next. But but yeah, um, what do you think about the move? What yeah, what do you think? What's next? Next one? Yeah, um, obviously it hasn't worked out how anybody would have liked to. I think overall, um, I think also probably the way the move transpired in terms of uh, Vale kind of needing that new contract before heading out on loan probably. Uh, contributed to the to that appearance in the uh, Johnson Payet, which is a bit unfortunate. Um, I, obviously, you can have some accusation of lack of foresight from Chelsea, particularly because it was a half an hour appearance as well. Um, but there was a degree of uncertainty at that time. And I think, like you say, it's just worth remembering how much quality he can bring, particularly at the under-21s level. Um, he, he played in that Wolves game at the start of the year as well, didn't he? And uh, obviously put in quite the performance there and as you highlighted he, he was the academy player of the year and I think that's probably why everybody wanted to see alone so much just to see how he could go on and develop in senior football um, I think predominantly it's probably going to be 21s for the rest of the season but you know a lot of the academy guys have been training with the first team um, Chelsea have done pretty good at getting injuries so far this year when we've seen people get on the bench like Amari Hutchinson and Lewis Hall's obviously made his way into the team and so there could be opportunities there. He's going to be around that squad and he's one of the few players under Thomas Tuchel who obviously earned a place in some of the squads um, last season as well. So hopefully he can get used to that environment again and really flourish uh, for the under-21s at the same time. Um, but yeah, it, it's, a, it's a difficult position, but I think it's that position where he just wants to get back to playing football now. As you say, it must have been very frustrating at all, particularly if he considered himself as training quite well during that period and, and competing. Um, and to hear the manager as well speak so highly of you and to, um, just before Christmas and then still not getting the opportunities, it's, it must be a lot, especially on your kind of first big move away from home as well, um, from, from, from throughout the south of the country. Uh, so hopefully he can really kick on. Um, as you said, he was there on Friday night already. I think with the academy, if nothing else, you see that really kind of 
together vibe even if it's just on social media they're all commenting on each other's posts all the time and hopefully that environment can really push him to kick on and you know find something better again in the summer if he can't kind of break into at least maybe some traveling squads and those kind of things for the rest of the season because I guess unfortunately Chelsea are signing that many players it is going to be tough to find a spot in the squad like at the start of the season with Hudson Odoi being left out it is going to be competitive and we'll probably touch on this again later but you know we could see players head out on loan rather than waiting for the chance in, in that first team squad going forwards as well. Absolutely. Um, I think it is important to note that that Brighton's recruitment team and Graham Potter did actually look at him extensively in the summer in bringing him in. So they are they are aware of him. Um, but as you said, I do expect him to be with the 21s pretty much for the next few months, especially as we'll come on to later um, with Amari Hutchison potentially going out on loan. It, it sort of does make sense as Harvey replaces Amari in the academy as much as, again, he is too good for that. He, he doesn't really have another option. Um, but I do expect as well that he will join up for a few first-team training sessions and then it's up to him if he wants to if he wants to impress and make that squad because, you know, there is now, there is Mudrick. Sterling's still got to come back. Pulisic's got to come back. Ziyech is around. Um, so yeah, he he may sense a chance to sort of sneak in and around. So hopefully he is considered in some senses. Um, but that leads us on nicely to the last Hull City player. Um, this is a fascinating situation. Xavier Simmons, who has played less minutes than um, than Harvey Vell at Hull City, if I'm not wrong. Um, we understand that he is up for sale as well. And interestingly, Hull City are one of the clubs who are really really pushing for him they've sort of told him yeah we're going to start playing you if you sign for us and things like that we'll build the team blah 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 um but yeah i'm not really sure how they can convince him they can you know how they can convince him that he's the guy when they haven't played him out in the last six months but if you have a look at his latest instagram post it, it really does suggest that he he could be staying after all doesn't it Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it, like you said, it, it's a bemusing one, I think, um, just because of everything that's gone on. I think like Vale, uh, Liam Rossignol has spoken incredibly highly of uh, Simmons. I think especially after that FA Cup game, he was waxing lyrical about his ability to kind of, and his engine across the pitch. And it it just perplexes to think if, if you rate him that highly, why you're not playing him, you know, not just on a consistent basis, but at all um but like you said i think that instagram post uh he says he, he can't wait for more after that step in the right direction um so it does seem that that kind of is the indication i guess if, if the if they are willing to offer him a lot both in terms of you know playing time and perhaps financially it, it's it's a big moment in these guys career uh, careers um you're an injury away from Kind of having it taken away at the same time so it does kind of lend itself to people taking opportunities when they present themselves um obviously in terms of chelsea simmons you know almost left last year i guess uh, his contract was sorted out very late i think and in terms of before this move to hull and he's somebody who probably can find a move as well i think he's got a lot of interest in him even this month um when they were deliberating what what to do with him but you know if, if holds what he's decided it'll be really 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 interesting to see how the rest of this season pans out and whether if that kind of you know 
possibility that it becomes permanent gives him more opportunities because a manager is more likely, particularly at the latter stages of the season, to to hand minutes to somebody they see as the future of the club rather than somebody who's about to head off back to Chelsea in, you know, three months' time or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think with Simmons, I was at the beginning of the season, I was like, I think the championship level is a bit too high for him. Um, whether whether that is or not, we don't actually know because he didn't get an opportunity there. But um, I would, you know, I if I was him, I wouldn't really take that gamble of staying at Hull. I would probably drop down a level to, to the League One, make sure he gets that game time. And I'm not doubting, I'm 100% sure he will be at least a minimum a championship player in the future. Um, but I think it's just important to get the ball rolling. However, as you said, you know, these opportunities present themselves and you don't get them that often. Um, so... By the sounds of it, at least of his Instagram post, he definitely he definitely could be sticking around. Um, so yeah, that's one to keep an eye on, as you said. Um, so that sort of brings us nicely a little bit onto the second part of this podcast. Um, there will still be some information to reveal in here and later on. Um, I'll sort of answer the a few questions. Um, and sort of lead a few things on to you, and then we will talk about very quickly a few first team stuff at the end. Um, so Alex has got a couple of questions. He asks, any chance of a Callum Hudson-Odoi recall? I think the answer is pretty much no. Uh, Bayer Leverkusen seems set on keeping it, and I know his camp are pretty happy with him there. Um, I think he's got a current, I think a small injury or illness or something, but he should be, he should be back really soon. Um, the interesting thing will be, to see what happens in the summer with him because they his camp made it clear to the club um, before he went out on loan that he is absolutely not signing an extension with Tuchel in charge. Obviously, Tuchel's no longer in charge. It's Graham Potter. But then, as it stands, he's got Pulisic, Ziyech, Mudrick, Sterling, Connor and Mason all in front of him for the sort of attacking position. So, um and he's at this stage of career where he just needs to be starting every week. We can't have another thing where he's just stuck as a squad player and he's getting either not getting an opportunity or he's playing well and still not getting an opportunity or he's just stuck on the reserves. Um, so I think, yeah, it's going to be interesting what happens with him. I expect him to stay for the next few months. Um, the second question he asks is, what happened to Juan Castillo? He's been training with the under-21s for a long, long while. And just last game against Wolves, he finally made the bench after returning back to full fitness. Well, I say full fitness. He's not. He wasn't ready enough to get minutes, but he should be soon, and that's what they're developing on. Um, we understand that a lot of National League clubs are interested in him. Um, but I think, as you can imagine, he himself is probably interested in playing at a slightly higher level, thinks he's a bit better, um, which makes sense because he is better. But I think, to be honest, I think the National League, although it may sound awful, I don't think it would be that bad because sort of a left wing back, it would sort of really suit his play style and people move up so quickly from a lone from a National League and he would, he would just get his name out there. At the moment, he sort of, I think he went, well, but IXB's right, didn't play a minute. I think he went Birmingham as well, didn't get a minute. Um, so he just needs that football. So hopefully, hopefully um, things work on that. Um, the last question he asks is any update on a few contract situations. Um, he mentions a few players. Charlie Webster is the main one. And I have to say, I, I think it is set in stone for him to leave. Um, that is definitely the vibe. I know it's slightly ironic as we at the Chelsea Spot reported that he's set to sign a contract in January. But um, I've explained that elsewhere and I'll 
talk, I mean, we heard that information at the time and that, I mean, it was set to happen. Obviously, things change very quickly in football and that's exactly what did. Um, it does look like he's set to leave. I have no idea on club destinations. Um, I know German German clubs are interested in picking him up and they have been for absolutely ages. So maybe he'll think about moving on. Um, there's a few other players, Josh Brooking, Joe Hay, uh, Tudor Mendel at Dowu, and Dion Rankin, they, their contracts went out this summer as well. Um, and this is where I'll ask you about Dion Rankin. Um, it, it, again, it doesn't look like he is signing a deal. Um, and as much as it's a shame, it kind of does make sense with maybe his lack of deserved opportunity in the last month or two, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think... It felt like, particularly with Chelsea playing, you know, the three centre-backs and the wing-backs, that was what kind of seemed settled for him, especially Rich James' injury, obviously. Um, and he obviously had those moments where he trained with the team before, uh, was it the Zagreb match in the Champions League, and we thought we were going to see a few kids, and we unfortunately didn't. Um, I think, again, he's another different one. He's obviously had an outstanding season, really, really impressive but he's, again, that slightly older age profile for the academy as well. So you can see why he would perhaps be looking to what is next for him. Um, perhaps like an Elliot, um, last year obviously didn't get as many opportunities despite being a little bit older. And he's reaching that age where you don't always want to have a loan, um, particularly when the opportunities aren't arising. And, you know, when you get to every summer with Chelsea, you get so many players coming back. And I know it's exactly the same positions, but there's obviously Matson making the decision. Dujon Sterling comes back into the uh, into the club, and yeah, you, you can understand why he would be perhaps looking elsewhere, um, and especially because Chelsea now seem to have moved to that back four as the preferred option, if not if not always the option, um, where you're perhaps a little bit less likely to see his kind of attacking flourishes. Um, and makes him less likely to be an option for Graham Potter. But, you know, if he's, if he's still knocking around those first team training sessions moving forward, maybe we do see him before the end of the season. But obviously, cup competitions aren't a thing so much anymore. Lots of pressure on the Premier League position. It's the opportunities that you would usually hope, especially in these kind of first couple of the months of the year, aren't going to be there um, in the same way as what they have been in the past. Yeah, exactly that. I mean, we face City in pretty much the first round in each of our competitions. Not much we can do there. Um, and, and yeah, Reese is pretty much make Aspi the first, which is a shame because I think he would have really, really impressed in that role. Um, and surprise, sort of, I mean, yeah, he would have, what Hall was doing at left wing back, considering he's a midfielder, I think Dion could have done actually to a really similar level. He's definitely got that dynamism. And Hall has sort of been caught out in a few places playing at left wing back, um, because as you naturally would as an 18 year old, especially as a midfielder, his game is all about dribbling. He's going to do all pathways at left wing back. He's not going to change that. He's obviously going to lose it. Dion has that pace, which would sort of help him recover. And with Trev next to him, um, I think they would, they would have actually played really well together I didn't see that work out but I mean I mean these things happen and hopefully we'll learn in the future and we'll potentially bring in a right back later in okay that's the sort of situation on Dion um but yeah two players on loan who 
um, should he be part of the squad next season? I mean, I can answer the second question. He definitely should be, in my opinion. I don't know what the plan is, but we understand that as per, I know Simon Phillips said in his actually blog yesterday, the club are trying really, really hard at the moment to convince both Levi and Ian, Ian to sign deals. Um, and at first, I was I was thinking Ian pretty much has no chance of signing that deal. Um, but I was also told by a very reliable, well, he's related to what I'm about to say, I'm told by a very sort of reliable source that the the club clear out, which could, which, you know, Matt Law sort of talked about and everyone's been talking about this summer, which Todd is planning to do, does involve first the sort of players we do sign and we did just sign in the summer. And the way Cucurella has been playing and more fascinatingly, the way Hall has dis- displaced him completely for the team and then when he comes off, it's Koulibaly at left-back and not even Cucurella um, in the last game against Crystal Palace suggests to me that, that, I don't know, if a good fee came in for Cucurella, could we see it move on and then could Ian find a place in the team? Um, that's something to find out. But Levi, I mean, he just put in this monstrous performance against Sarah. I watched the whole game and he was just outstanding. It was honestly one of the best centre-back sort of performances I've seen this season um, but yeah I, I did want to ask you about Levi and Ian um, there's so much to talk about both but Levi's I know especially with the rumours of him being called up to the England squad um, and then he's just absolutely smashed it and Ian is doing so so well for Burnley in the championship as well so yeah th- just general thoughts on everything with those two yeah, yeah, like you say, outstanding. Um, it's really reassuring to see Levi start getting some minutes at Brighton and kind of kick on the way a lot of us expected him to, given what he's kind of displayed over the last couple of years. Um, I think he's another one of those guys like Hudson Adoy, where the owners, when they're going out on loan, wanted to really kind of reassure them that they saw them as part of long term plans. Um, and I think what what is going to be really interesting with all these kind of younger guys who are a little bit less certain of, of where they fit into plans at the moment um perhaps haven't had as much time with, with graham potter or the new coach and staff as with the new owners we've seen loads of super long-term deals partly for the amortization reasons for the new transfers but obviously you know tying down likes of reese james for seven years or whatever it was is is it's obviously a big part of how they see doing business moving forwards and the likes of a, a Colwell or Matson, are those guys going to be as inclined to sign such a long-term deal when they don't know how involved they're going to be in the short term? Maybe that seems a bit more unlikely. Um, perhaps it's a little bit more difficult to, to come to terms with those guys for those kind of reasons. Um, I think, particularly Colwell, it, it's really interesting that obviously he is seen as, you know, this term gets bandied about but like a generational talent that that England squad sort of rumour is 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 there for him despite his youth and it's just tricky to see when he's obviously a left-sided defender though I think in the summer he was training in the middle of the back three under Tuchel a little bit is you then see Baddy Ashiel signed um who is a left-sided defender also very young um so again in terms of representatives and Colwell Maybe there's a little bit more convincing to do there, but you mentioned the clear out. I think a lot of people are starting to wonder whether Koulibaly is going to be here next season. Um, Thiago Silva, obviously no new contract for him as of yet. Uh, I think he announced his in January last year, so it'll be really interesting to see 
what comes of that, especially if Chelsea don't get Champions League football. I mean, this is entirely opinion, but does Silva want to stay at Chelsea if there's not elite-level football? Does he feel that he's better served perhaps going back to Brazil, which has been talked about a lot in the last 12 months? Um, or is there another another big club where he can kind of continue that journey at, at the top level? Because he's he is still outstanding and probably Chelsea's most important uh, defender. Um, but that then cuts down those numbers. I think it is also a little bit funny we think of Baddy Shield coming in. Is that like a block for Colwell? But you probably don't think it's so much with right foot defenders. So maybe maybe it's not really an issue at all. And that's just kind of a narrative that comes out of it. Uh, Matson, I think, is really interesting. I think I was a little bit surprised to see him leave so quickly last summer. Because um, obviously that was before the Kukurea deal had been made. And it was, it was a bit of a shame because he seemed like a natural backup to Chilwell. And probably would have got a lot of minutes um, this year. But yeah, it, it, it's it's difficult to see why he would want to stay in a lot of ways, unless you are right and something happens with Kukurea. Um But yeah, both both really exciting. I think probably going to see Matson in the Premier League next year. Um, two really really good championship spells now, and you know he has that ability to go and make a difference at the attacking end of the pitch as well as the defensive. And yeah, just just really exciting. I think he's perhaps not always kind of like a eight or nine out of ten and I think it's easy to kind of fall into that because of the goals and assists he provides but he seems like he's been a really solid player for Burnley uh, under a good Burnley side as well not just kind of like a mid-table team and learn a lot under Vincent Company. and I get again don't know I think but it wouldn't be surprising if they came in for him again when they get promoted. Absolutely. With with Martin, I think if you had expected Chelsea, um, his Twitter account, he compared his loan move to Reese's loan move at Wigan and they were very similar in terms of individual stats. Now, obviously, Reese was playing in a much, much, much worse team. The progressive, there was no progressive football and he was the main man doing everything. Um, Martin has an insane, well, an insane player. Looks like a very good coach um, in Vincent Company under him and they are top of the league for a reason. Um Martin, actually, yeah, we retweeted it on the Chelsea spot. There was a few interesting quotes I will, I will just read out. And he, he sort of talked about staying at Chelsea this season. He said, um, you also have to be lucky with the coach. With Tuchel, I had a lesser relationship than with Lampard, for example. He was happy with my year at Coventry, but I soon sensed I was not going to play a role at Chelsea again. Um, Chelsea think I'm doing well and compliment me on my productivity. They see that I'm growing. For now, I'm focusing on Burnley. And after the season, we'll see how the cards are shuffled. I think it. I think that is a positive. Um, that you know he's he's waiting to the end of season, um, and I'm, I think that's going to be the exact same with Levi as well. They're not going to rush into signing any contracts yet. They're going to see how preseason goes, um, and sort of see what the what the plans of Potter and the club are for them. Because I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you so. They are good enough to sort of get into this squad, and you know when you're spending hundred mil. On Kula Bali and Cucurella, when you have Ian Martin and Levi Cole, you're like, what on earth are you doing? Um, but, you know, it looks like from what we've heard and everything that Todd has really learned from his mistakes and hence he's happy to clear them out in the summer, some of these signings. And Abamyang is again going to be one of them. Um, so, yeah, I'd keep an eye on that one. If Levi. I think also one thing I did actually want to mention with Levi is the Badia Shile signing. At first, I was thought, why are we just signing a left-footed centre-back? It doesn't really make sense. But someone mentioned it to me the other day, and it sort of got me thinking, maybe that convinces Levi to stay any more, to stay more, um, 
to have a high chance of staying because he knows he'll get in ahead of Badiashide. Whereas if it's someone like Gavardio, if you sign him for 100 mil, that's a definite threat to his position. Whether I think, but I think Levi would back himself over Badiashide as much as Badiashide. I have to say it was very impressive against Palace. Um, I think he had a shaky first 20 minutes with the positioning, but he, he got into the game really well and I'll definitely start him um, until Levi comes back with Silva. Um, so that was really nice. Um, but I think Levi would certainly back himself, especially being a common boy. And he knows the whole of the country and Europe is going to be interested in him. So, yeah, that that that's going to be a really interesting situation to look at. Um, we've just got a few more questions before we wrap it up. Throw away one to nine seven. Ask about a Cassidy loan. I I haven't heard anything about it, but yeah, what do what do you think? Should he should he head out on should he head out on loan? I think I think there is a case for that to be made. Yeah, I think when he first joined, like they made a big deal about him, kind of like acclimatizing to to the level um in the changing environment, and I think you could definitely argue that he's done that now. Um, He's kind of thriving at the under twenty one level, and I guess it's that thing. Do, do do you want to send him out to see what he can go and achieve, versus do you want him to just in, continue to, to to flourish at that level and you know have time around the first team when it when it provide the opportunity provides itself? Um, yeah, I, I think I wouldn't necessarily be in a rush um, just because of uh, the season he is enjoying, and he does seem to have kind of found the level really well and maybe now's the time to kind of enjoy himself and, and kick on but you know if, if there was a loan I don't think anybody would complain and again maybe that helps him take the next step over the next six months it just obviously has to be the right loan and as I kind of said about Burstow earlier you want one where they can kick on quite quickly um, because you know the waste of time is obviously significant in the, in these young years yeah exactly it will be interesting to see if so of how Chelsea do manage the under-21 squad because we are currently second. We I think we're level with City or something like that, but they do have a game in hand on us. Um, I know Chelsea do prioritise sort of player development over what the club do, um, but I think they also certainly will want to win this PL2 because they will sense a real opportunity too. So whether they let Ben Elliott and Cassidy go will be interesting. I don't think it would be that much of an issue if Charlie Webster's going to stay for the next few months. Leo Castledine can easily move up. You'd expect one of Keanu Dyer or Michael Golding to move up as well. Um, and there are other players I've forgotten about. I know Jimmy Turanian, if I'm not wrong, has... I know he went on holiday to Finland and I think he was still there as of last week. I'm not sure. He hasn't really had much of an opportunity under Robson. Um, but I'm pretty sure he will be looking for a move out as well. Um, but there, there, are, there are other players who can play in different positions. I know Dylan Williams has sort of been playing this winger position now and he's actually looked really good, which is it's fascinating to me. Um, but it opens up Zach Sturge more minutes at left wing back, so I'm not complaining as well there. Um, but yeah, we've got two more questions. Rithrings asks about an Amari loan. We haven't really discussed Amari, but we, we mentioned it. With Harvey coming back and... So of Amari now not really going to get a first team opportunity with players come back from fitness. Um, do you think do you think it makes sense for him to go on loan, especially as it was so close to happening in the summer? Yeah, I think I think that seems the natural progression. Um, it would have been nice to see him get an opportunity earlier with the first team when the injuries first kind of like fell that way. But he's had a few outings, which is obviously really promising to see, and I think he'll be really pleased about. I think he maybe would have liked to perform a little better. I think we saw one where he played very safe 
perfectly great performance in the first outing against Man City. And then the second one, Chelsea were obviously chasing the game and he had to try and, you know, make things happen a bit more quickly, which for other reasons it didn't come off. And I think, as you say, with, with Harvey coming back to the 21s, it then kind of makes sense to have a bit of a one-in, one-out with those opportunities. Not Well, we presume not going to come at the first team level anymore with Mudrick and uh, obviously still talks of uh, Madweke there from PSV as well. Um, it, it would seem would seem the natural progression. Um, again, you you want somewhere where he's going to get minutes. Otherwise, there's not a great deal of point in the move. But he's had such a good season. Um, I think it would just be really good for him to then go and tear it up for a senior side somewhere. Um, because he is a player that's just so fun to watch. I know when he was in that squad versus Man City and uh, kind of got the opportunity. He's the kind of player you text your friends about and say he's going to be really fun. He's worth taking note of. Um, so it'd be, it will be really good for him to get alone, I think, um, rather than just kind of doing it where we all know he can do it. And because you've got to remember, he's not just kind of thrive for Chelsea. He's done quite well for Arsenal and the age groups as well. So it, it does feel like it's time for him to, you know, go and show the world what he's about. Yeah, absolutely. I, I did just want to say that there are people who are saying he should go on loan um, just due to his too many cameos against City. And I think that's a bit ridiculous um, because you've got to remember he had Azpilicueta behind him and he is a player who has linked up incredibly with Dion Rankin and he's a player who relies on the overlap as much as he is a two-footed player, which I didn't even realise. Um, he he does need sort of that overlapping wing back and then that gives him the option of playing out wide, doing his magic from deep and or cutting inside. Um, but I, I wouldn't use those two cameras to say, oh, he's not physical enough, he's not ready, blah, 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 I should get on loan. But I think a loan move does make a lot of sense. And it's something which I'm sure the club are working on. Um, and as long as he doesn't go to bloody Hull City, then I'm, I'm sure he'll do absolutely fine. Um, but yeah, the, the last question is just one I'm going to answer. I know BKB, BKB asked about Neil Bath's involvement in first team transfer decisions. And it's not something I'm totally aware of. I know we on the chess spot, we revealed a few weeks ago that Jim Fraser had been promoted to um, the head of youth development, replacing Neil Bath after he had been promoted to a first team role. Um, but I can I can read out a little thing which we got told by a source Um I may have read it out in a previous episode. I feel like I may have, but I'll do it again. And he's pretty much been told. Um, so Neil Bath is still, so the, the youth development program is still remaining under his control um, as he plans to oversee the under-21s program. And this is the fun part. He's planning to oversee the first development loans alongside other development roles. So players like Amari, those sort of transfer decisions, yeah, they'll be under Neil Bath. Um, whether he has much say in incomings i'm not sure i imagine he would have incoming sort of say in incoming such as madweke um who he would have no doubt watched and researched and known about for years and years after his work in the academy um so yeah that that's sort of the answer with neil bath um but yeah it's been it's been a long episode we were going to discuss first team players but we'll do that on the next one because this has been going on for ages and there is still so much to talk about that. We were going to talk about João Felix, Modric, Caicedo, Rice, Enzo Fernandez, potential right back, Madweke. Um, but there is absolutely not time for that because this has been a really good episode. Um, we discussed the academy and loan army in a lot of detail. Um, so thank you very much, Scott, for coming on. Your insight was really, really appreciated. No, cool. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, really enjoyed it. Wonderful stuff. Um, 
just some extra stuff. The, the Cambridge United game has been postponed. It was meant to be on Thursday. What's that? The 19th. But I think, yeah, it's been promoted to, sorry, it's been postponed to the 25th now, Wednesday, 7 p.m. Um, I will be there. Uh, so let me know if you are heading up or down, I guess, depends where you are. Um, and give me a message because I'd happily meet there. And have love, I'd love to have a chat. Um, but yeah, 18s are playing some really nice football. They just won 7-1. Um, I expect a few players, Leo Castledine and a few others, as I mentioned, to move up to the 21s if they have players moving on. 21s are doing fascinating. Mark Robinson is doing a wonderful, wonderful job. Um, and obviously all his coaching staff. But yeah, that's something to keep an eye on. Academy is doing well. First team, hopefully we get some more involvement in that sense. But but yeah, that wraps up the pod nicely. Um, you know where to find us on Instagram, Twitter. Um, the Chelsea Spot as our handle is thechelseaspot.com. We sort of redesigned our website. Go and check that out. Um, but thank you very much for listening. Let us know if you've got any questions. Give us a review, but we'll catch you next time.